I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on The Winning Side. And it is Wednesday, June the 16th. And uh, if you've been listening to the broadcast or if you are a part of our church, you know what today is. Today is the last night of our summer revival under the tent with Brother Joe Arthur. Now, it's not the last service under the tent because we're going to have services this Sunday, Father's Day, June 20th, and then Sunday, June 27th, we'll be under the tent. But this is the last night of our summer revival, and we had such a great service last night. Brother Arthur, Brother Joe Arthur preached uh, that that story, 1 Samuel 17, about David and Goliath, but the, the emphasis was on the rally cry. Uh, David said, is there not a cause? And he preached about the causes that there are. He said, there's his cause, pointing up, God's cause. And then he said, there's there's their cause, the people around you. And then there's my cause. God's got to do something in you. And then he kind of pointed out the whole crowd. He said, it's their cause. And we we have a cause uh, for the generations to come. Uh, to keep on preaching the gospel. And we have a, a, a cause uh, to get the gospel to uh, lost people before it's too late. And so we had a great, great time uh, last night. The weather was perfect. And today's supposed to be the same way. And uh, tonight, probably can cool off real nice at the end. And then tomorrow's supposed to be beautiful. It's just going to be a great week. And we're excited about the revival. Happy birthday today. We've got one, and that is Hannah Glover. And we're thankful for John and Bethany and uh, their girls, their blessing. Hannah turns one today, so happy birthday to you. Uh, Hannah, we welcome all of you that are listening today on the radio, uh, on Facebook, on our app, and also on our podcast. And thank you for joining us for WVFV 95.9 Voice for Victory Radio. Let's pray today for our country. Let's continue to pray for the nation of Israel. Let's pray for our church. I pray that God will do something great in the service tonight. And I encourage you tonight, I encourage you to come and join us. You say, well, um, you know, we have another church. Well, then you go to your church on Wednesday night, and if you have a a prayer meeting, Bible study, whatever you have, but if you do not have service tonight, uh, we invite you to come. And for our church members, if you have not been here yet, you've got to come tonight. And you say, well, I've been to all of them. Good. We'll come tonight and uh, receive another blessing. It'll be a great time. And uh, I want you to hear this song. I heard this on uh, WVFV. Uh, the other day, I forget which day it was, and I heard this song years ago, and it's a powerful song. The name of the song is Press On, and this is sung by a church uh, down in Asheboro, North Carolina. Good folks down there, and they've got some great music. I want you to hear this song. Uh, there's a clip of some preaching in the song, and uh, it's powerful. And uh, we're, we're running the race, and we're pressing toward the mark because we want someday, uh, not this, not the applause of man, But someday we want to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You listen, and I hope you'll enjoy this great song. Seems like every other day we see someone slip away from the paths of righteousness and truth. But we must keep pressing on 
see our Savior face to face. I believe that. I believe that we could see Jesus today, uh, whether by way of death, uh, we're all just uh, one heartbeat away from heaven, uh, whether it be by way of death or way of the rapture, and we're going to see Jesus soon. And uh, if you know him, then uh, that's not a scary thing. If you know him, that's a wonderful thing to get to see Jesus. Um, but if you don't know him, it's a very scary thing because if you do not know Christ, I promise you, uh, things do not get better after death. Things get worse because the Bible says that when a person dies, they go to heaven if they've received Christ as their Savior or they go to a place called hell if they've rejected Christ. You say, well, pastor, that is just so narrow-minded and that is just so awful. How could you say such a thing? I, I can say it because that's what the Bible teaches. And you say, well, how could a loving God send anybody to hell? Well, a loving God doesn't send people to hell. A loving God sent his son to die on the cross so you wouldn't have to go to hell, so you could have eternal life. And Jesus died and, and gave his life and suffered on a cross so you could uh, not have to face the torment of eternity in a lake of fire. But I'm so glad for heaven. And I thank the Lord for that. And by the way, yeah, maybe you say, well, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, but I'm not living for God. Well, friend, today's the day to get right with God because uh, when we stand before Christ, we don't want to be ashamed, First John says, but we want to have confidence. We want to say, I'm ready, and I'm ready for Jesus Christ to come. Could be any day, could be today, and uh, that's why we must be ready. Could come uh, at any moment. Proverbs 5 in your Bibles. We've gone through uh, this particular chapter. I hope it's been a blessing to you. We talked about wisdom. We talked about the strange woman. We talked about our words yesterday, and we talked about our worth and our wealth, and you could kind of use those uh, synonymous in this particular application. And uh, we talked about those things, but today I want to draw your attention to Proverbs 5, and I want you to see what the Bible has to say about a wife, about a spouse. The Bible says in verse number uh, 15, "'Drink waters out of thine own cistern,' and running waters out of thine own well. That's an important word, thine own. 
Uh, it says, let thy fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thine own and not strangers with thee. There's reference to that word strangers. We talked about the strange woman. Verse 18, the Bible says, let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Now, if you've got your Bibles out, I want you to mark a word in verse number 18. It is the word wife, and it is the word rejoice, and it is the word blessed. I want you to mark those words, wife, rejoice, and blessed. You know what that means, fellas? That your wife is not the enemy. Uh, you say, ah, oh, my wife, she drives me crazy. And I don't know, I don't know anybody that said that other than Brother Caleb. I think he's about the only one I've heard recently. No, no, he didn't say it. Uh, but having a wife is a wonderful thing. That's the way God intended it. Remember, in the garden, there was Adam. And God said, it is not good for man to be alone. And God created Eve uh, to complete Adam. We see in the book of Proverbs, I believe it's Proverbs 18, 22, but the Bible says, whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing. It's a good thing to have a wife. It says, and that person obtains favor of the Lord. So a wife is a wonderful thing. Uh, it is a blessing. Uh, it is rejoicing that should come with a marriage. Uh, if your marriage, if it's always fighting, if it's always you're upset and it's the cold shoulder and it's I'm going to give you the silent treatment and I'm going to make your life miserable. Friend, I want to tell you that is not the way that God intended it. Ephesians tells us that husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Uh, Ephesians 5 says that wives are to submit to the husbands. And you say, well, that's the problem. My wife just will not submit. Well, maybe the problem is not with the wife. Maybe the problem is that you don't love her like you should and like Christ loved the church. But uh, a marriage, it takes two for a marriage to work. And so uh, having a wife is a wonderful thing. It's a blessing. There should be a rejoicing, the Bible says in verse 18. The Bible says in verse 19, let her be as the loving hind and the pleasant roe. Uh, those animals, those creatures are a, a beautiful picture uh, there are, there's strength in the, the deer, the hind and the roe. Uh, those are affectionate. They're, they're fond creatures. And, and a marriage should be a loving and an affectionate relationship. The Bible says, um, uh, be thou ravished always with her love. That word ravished, it means to be delighted. It should not be drudgery. Uh, it should not be, oh, great, I got to go home and I got to face the wife. And it also shouldn't be, fellas, it shouldn't be the wife is saying, oh, great, here comes the big jerk. My husband's coming home. Can I tell you, that's not the way that God intended it. It says in verse number uh, 20, why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman? Again, why would you do that? We talked about that. So we see number five in the book of Proverbs 5, we see a wife. A wife is a good thing. We should be thankful for the wife that we have. I was with Brother uh, Joe Arthur. Uh, he's with us for revival. The other day we were eating and he made a statement to me. He said, I heard a preacher say, and he, I don't remember, he may have told me who, I don't remember who it was. But he said, I heard a preacher say that if you are thankful for your wife, you will be faithful to your wife. 
He said many times uh, there are marriages where the spouses are unfaithful to each other because they're not thankful for them. They're not grateful for the fact that God gave them that spouse. And, and fellows, that wife that God's given you, she is a gift. She is a treasure. But then it says, thine own. Uh, we saw that again in verse number uh, 15, out of thine own sister and out of thine own well. Uh, that speaks of, I believe, being faithful being faithful to the wife that God has given you, faithful unto death. You made those marriage vows. And I've been to a lot of weddings. I've performed weddings. I've never seen anybody with a shotgun to their back saying, you better say this. Uh, you of your own free will, you made that commitment, said, I'll be faithful to you and I'll be committed to you till death do us part. I see the word in Proverbs 5. It says "Be to be satisfied. You know, we ought to be content. I'll tell you, in every area of life, you can always look at somebody else and say, well, they've got a better this, or they've got a better that, or, or that, that person, that man, uh, his wife is nice to him, or that man, his wife is this, or whatever, or that person's job, or that person's house, or whatever. I want to tell you this. First of all, uh, the grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence. But I also want to say this, that the enemy of contentment is comparison. And uh, so often we get our eyes focused on the things we don't have and we fail to thank God for all the blessings that God has given to us. I see in this passage the word ravished or delighted. Uh, there ought to be love and there ought to be uh, 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 enjoyment and there ought to be uh, pleasure in marriage. It should not be torture. It should not be, oh, I got to spend time with him. Uh, he drives me crazy or she drives me crazy. It ought to go both ways. There ought to be fervent love both ways. It says, be ravished always. There ought to be always delight in marriage. It says, with the wife of thy youth. You know what that speaks of? It speaks of a fact that there was a time when you were young, and maybe now you're not anymore. But can I tell you, always work to have that love and have that relationship with your spouse like you had when you first got married. Uh, uh, you got to keep the honey in the honeymoon, so to speak, and always work to nurture that relationship. Keep that marriage strong. Keep that marriage healthy. Keep the communication lines open with your spouse. I'd say this about your wife or about your spouse. I'd say this, stay close to each other and stay close to the Lord. Make that a, a prayer every day. God, keep us in a marriage. Keep us close to one another. But God, help us also to stay close to you. We see the wife. Number six, we see in Proverbs 5, we see our ways. The Bible says in verse number 21, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. You know, you may feel like that you go somewhere, or you do something, and nobody else sees, nobody else knows, which... Uh, that's pretty foolish now with all the technology and all the cameras and everything else. But you may feel like nobody sees and you're getting away with something. Well, I want to remind us that God is watching and we are responsible to God for our actions and our, our ways, our choices and our decisions. They all have consequences. Be so careful. Uh, be so, so wise in choosing the way that you're going. And then lastly, I see in Proverbs 5, I see number 7, I see the wicked. The Bible says in verse 22, uh, again, we talked about a son and attending to wisdom and, and watch out for the strange woman. Don't go that path and, and have a, having a good marriage and, and, and going the way that God wants you to go. But then he says this, his own iniquities, not somebody else's, but, but your own iniquities, my own iniquities, shall take the wicked himself. 
and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. That word cords, cords literally means the snares or the chains. It says in verse 23, he shall die without instruction and in the greatness of his folly. You know what folly is? It's just foolishness. It's like you didn't have to do that. Uh, that wasn't something that somebody else did to you. That wasn't something somebody else twisted your arm and made you do. It was your choice. And be so careful, have wisdom uh, that you don't go astray because of foolishness. I see the wicked. There's a built-in punishment for wickedness. Sin has consequences. And you say, well, what do I do about the chains of my sin? What do I do about the snares and the cords that are, that are holding me back, the sin that's got a hold of me? Well, i tell you what you do. You come to Jesus, and Jesus Christ can break the chains that bind you. He can break the cords of sin. He can set you free. He can give you victory, and He can give you freedom from the sin that has you enslaved. I hope you have a great day. I hope you live on the winning side, and I hope that these uh, studies in the book of Proverbs, I hope they'll be a blessing to you. God bless you. Thanks so much for tuning in. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.